We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, the bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Just left my son's uh, baby uh, birthday party for his daughter, and I uh, had another birthday party yesterday with my daughter and her son. And I heard today from uh, one of the attendees there that they are learning in middle school. Listen to this, Brad. They are learning in middle school about Abraham. And my grandson told me, he goes, Nana, they are teaching us about the wrong Abraham. I said, what do you mean? And he said, they're teaching us not the Abraham that I learned in the Bible. And I'm like, can you believe this? In a public school, in a public school that they're talking about Abraham. I mean, don't you have other things that you need to teach of? Are you not going to, I mean, why all of a sudden are you interested in teaching our children about religion after all this time? You're not going to teach them the truth. What about Jesus? Where did Jesus go in all this equation? But anyway, listen to what they told him. He said that they're teaching Abraham that Abraham is the same in all religions, that Islam is was born from Ishmael, okay, and then that and said that Islam is underneath Judaism. I was like, what? Because let me just remind you of a few things, Brad. Okay, we all know that the Noahide laws are coming. We can see the writing on the wall. It is so apparent because the president recently in September finished the peace plan in Israel. That peace plan is called the Abrahamic Accord. Okay, so you are saying that we've got to have peace based upon Abraham, that Abraham is our bottom common denominator. Okay, then let me remind you that at the same time, we had the Republican National Convention, which was right before that, but we had a rabbi pray and declare that America is going back to its roots, which is based off of Judaism. My grandson said that their teaching that America is founded off Judaism. That Judaism is the root to all of this. 
They're the root to Islam. Now they're the root to Christianity. Uh, I'm like, okay, I see Noahide laws everywhere. Because now you are teaching that the correct religion is Judaism. That's what they're doing. It's like, hello, okay, how much longer until they just roll out the Noahide laws is what I want to know. Okay, uh, then if we remember correctly, when the rabbi was speaking at the Republican National Convention, he talked about the Make America Great Again. That the Make America Great Again has to do with the foundations of this country. Who do we know of, Brad, that is wanting to change the foundations of everything? Who is it? Well, the president is wanting to change the foundations of our entire country. Remember, he is now forming, he just had a meeting with the foundation. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was something having to do with our, oh, the education system. They're wanting to change the, which is probably why they're teaching this now. They just had a meeting about it to change the educational system about our founding. And now we see what they're doing already, Brian, already. It's only been a month and it's already in our educational system. They're already teaching our children this new founding information. So my grandson is going to be raised up believing that Islam is, is okay, that Islam is founded from Judaism and that we're all the same. You're, you're going to raise my grandson like this and you're going to raise him with uh, these new beliefs that you're doing? Well, I want to know what are you going to tell him? What, do you, what are you going to tell him about the LGBT movement? Because looky here, Brad, I just want to, this is kind of a little side curve, but let me show you a video I took today. Look at this. Thanks to my assistant, Deanna, she showed me this. I was like, what the world? All right, look at this. How many has noticed something very fishy on Facebook that's happening starting today? Look at this. All right, watch this, Brad. I'm going to have to rewind it. All right, watch this. Look up there at the top. See where it says Facebook? Watch what it does. Watch it. You believe that? What do you think that is, Brad? Two men kissing each other on Facebook? And then in the Facebook logo, you're sending the message that we endorse you and we support you. And you're going to have all these people screaming, yelling in celebration of the LGBT agenda. And then you're going to do the rainbow flag on there and the rainbow at the end on the heart. Then you got President Trump with all of his support that he just put out about the um, executive order where he basically rewrote H.R. 5 in support of the LGBT agenda. And then you have been celebrating the Education Day with the Noahide Laws ever since uh, Carter. You've had every president since Carter has signed this proclamation. It's not a law, but it's a proclamation of Education Day where the Noahide Laws is the moral foundation. And now we see it in full action. And you go in Walmart and all you see is rainbows all over the 
children's stuff all over their stuffed animals. I did a video on that yesterday. And the reason it's very important, Brad, is because the new digital economy that's coming is called a rainbow currency. The Noahide law symbol is a rainbow. It, it's coming, Brad, like a, 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 a steam engine. It's coming fast and hard. And then we have the Great Reset is coming in January with the World Economic Forum. They're having that big convention. Much less the New Apostolic Reformation just don't even think about what they're doing right now with their reset plans and wanting to change the entire Christianity, which we don't believe that they're partnering with Christianity or partnering with God because God does not partner with idols and God does not part with, partner with perversion. God does not operate in pride. God does not operate in a spirit of rebellion. So we see all of these happening at the same time. The religion, the global religion flipping. The economy and the money flipping. The government and the agenda of the one world order flipping. The triangle, the great triangle. So I just want to warn you tonight, talk to your children. If any of your children or grandchildren are in the public school system, ask them. Ask them, are they teaching you about Abraham? Because this is moving in on our families fast, Brian. And we need, to, we need to be aware of this stuff. And we need to go see the problem is, is that we're not gates. We're not keeping up the gates. So we're not going to our school system and protesting like we used to back in the 80s and 90s where we say, no, you teach the right version of Christianity. If you're going to teach the Abraham out of our Holy Bible, that Abraham better be right, and he has nothing to do with Islam. We don't stand up for Christianity. We don't stand up for God. We don't stand up for the Bible anymore. And we wonder why things have just steamrolled in this nation the way it has. So needless to say, Bride, I was very, very upset about them teaching Abraham in that manner. So I guess that's all I have, Brad. Uh, let me look at some of your comments. Let's see. Yeah, S. Wilder says, I pulled my son to online school because I think they will force the vaccine there. Probably so. Uh let me let me tell you a few things I know for sure about the vaccine that we learned in that conference. Number one, it is going to start out soft. It's going to start out where it's not mandatory. And let me tell you why. The reason is because they don't have enough produced yet. And so since they don't have enough, they're going to have to be scarce with it. So they start out with the most important that they deemed as necessary, which is the elderly that are in homes and in nursing facilities, uh, first responders and emergency personnel will be the first ones. Okay, and then the second ones will be, and the, also in the first ones is the ones who have illnesses, Basically, if you've been diagnosed uh, of the more serious illnesses, you will be in the first phase. The ones that they don't get in the first phase that have illnesses will be in the second phase. And then the rest of the first responders, because then they'll have more vaccines. And see, another thing is when they first roll out the vaccine implementation, they will be learning. It will be a fluid situation. They will be watching and manning in live real time. Why? Because they're injecting uh, technology into you. Now, I have to say they did not say this um, per se to where we can 100% say, you know, oh, they've got, they're going to be tracking you. We can't say that, but they alert, alluded to it. 
because they talked about how uh, the surveillance, they, they will now have surveillance like they never had before. And we know that they are injecting technology that will reconfigure DNA and will reconfigure, which their, their explanation is that they will be, you know, taking out certain proteins and whatnot. But, um, you know, we believe it will be real-time knowledge that they will have and be able to advance that to phase two into an understanding of what they learned from phase one. Like, how are people going to react? What is the public's? opinions what are they saying on social media because see Brad listen here they watch every one of us on social media they are documenting what you are saying on social media you are barometer put it like this when the president cussed our God when he cussed our God in July of 2019 at a rally in front of children in front of parents at a rally he did he cussed God twice it was a barometer that they took on social media and there was not a, a, a feedback. So he knew then he could go to the next level. There was not a backlash. Hey, I can't believe the president cussed our God. I'm so upset. I will not support him again. No. When they do the first phase, they will, they will measure what will be said from the first phase and how it will roll out when they go to the second phase. By the time it gets to the third phase, because the second phase includes your essential workers, and the third phase is the sad part. It's our children, our young adults and our children. So by then, Brad, they will probably have probably 90% of the production rate. So now they will be getting more into, now it's going to be pressure on every side. We learned this, Brad. It is a fact, and we can prove it. They will pressure you financially. They will hit you on every side. I'm talking to all you parents out there. They are going to threaten you. You will lose your job. They will threaten you about health care. They will threaten you on all of you. This is sad to say. But all of you that are dependent upon the government for survival, this is one of the reasons that they did that is in the end where people will not be able to let go of that umbilical cord to the beast. They won't be able to let go. They won't, they won't be able to release it and be able to trust God. And this is where we have come to. But anyways, they will threaten you. You will not get another check until you get a vaccine. Another thing that may come down the pike is this stimulus. You notice they've been talking about that a lot lately about voting on the stimulus. Well, that's another thing that's been talked about out there is floating the idea around that we'll give you a stimulus if you get a vaccine. Okay, well, you'll get $1,200 to get a shot. So who knows like what that really implies when you get a vaccine with the technology in it where they will be able to have real-time information about your insides. Because uh, is it giving them the rights where you sell your soul? I mean, this is why a lot of people are believing it is the mark of the beast, you know? Is it, is it giving them the rights to where they can now track you and they can see your insides and they can, you know, see what's happening and we know, we know this as well, because that is speculation only on my side. This is not anything they said, but this is what they said. It will be more than one. It will be a series of shots or, you know, they didn't say this, but we know they are throwing around the idea of a patch, you know, a patch that will inject these needles and have that uh, luciferase is what they call it. It's like a glow-in-the-dark uh, demonic stuff that they'll be able to scan and see, you know, the tattoo type of deal. That's an idea. But anyway, okay, so through the series of shots or the series of injections and medicine that they will be giving you, uh, it will be addressing many different things. And so... 
let's see what else. Okay, so in the third phase, you've got children and young adults. Well, this is the sad thing because they talked about it in the conference that they know that 50% are not wanting this. I saw an article yesterday where now it's a lot more. So I believe it's probably more of an 80% as people are being educated on what's inside the vaccine. So how they're going to handle that. Maybe this is why he's got the operation warp speed with the military. Uh, let's see. I was talking to a military man a couple of days ago, and he talked about uh, this, a different type of army, that it's not like what we see in our dress greens or whatever they call those, but, you know, the uniforms like we're used to with the army. These military that the president is pulling together is in black uh uh, uniforms. So that kind of weirds me out a little bit because I had a dream about five years ago about this, about men in uniforms of black. And if anybody else has had dreams of uniforms uh, with black, let me know. Because I will tell you my dream is I was leaving a revival. I was leaving a church. And it was late at night. I was the last one to leave. I was so excited because the fire God come down. It was really good, you know. And so I got in the car and I was putting the car in reverse. And all of a sudden, these military vehicles pulled in. There's like 10 of them. And I looked over and they, it was this one over here to the right was a flatbed truck. And it had these things on the back about this thick. And they looked like those folding white tables that folded in half but double that and I knew in my dream because in my dreams I have these knowings but I knew that they were um coffins portable coffins and then on when I looked over on this side I saw uh these things on the back of the truck which I knew were guillotines so in my dream I knew they're coming to kill the Christians and they were going to do it in the church. And so I started screaming um, and banging my fist on the steering wheel. And I was screaming, stop the fluff, stop the fluff. You've got to warn the Christians. They're coming to kill the Christians. Now, at that time, Brad, I was interviewing ministers and I really enjoyed it. And it's fun interviewing people. It's so interviewing people to me is so easy and I don't have to prepare anything I just flow with God you know I just let the anointing flow and it's just a very easy very fun thing to do but in the dream I knew I've got to get on the wall as a watchman I need to warn the church they're coming to kill the church okay so I looked over at one of the army guys that was coming in and he had on a black uh, uniform like an army uniform but it was solid black and I looked in his eyes and I was like oh man it was like he, he didn't even look human he looked like um, the only way I wrote I write all my dreams down and I wrote it that it looked like he didn't have a soul he looked soulless and I was like because in the dream I was thinking this is how you're going to kill the Christians because you don't have a soul, you know, and then I woke up. So when I wrote the dream down, I was thinking, how odd is this, you know, that I'm having a dream about a black army coming and to kill the Christians. Why not regular army gear? So anyways, going to current day, this gentleman who is in the National Guard was telling me that there is a new army out there that they have made that wear black. They're like, their clothes are black. So I don't know if it's like a UN army that's coming or what. But the point that I'm trying to say is that for you Christians, in the Operation Warp Speed, I just don't see how American citizen army 
military, the American military, I don't see how they can, you know, inject citizens. I just don't see how they can take children away from families and do all the things that we know is coming with the vaccine. So I don't, I don't know. But the point is, uh, they will be coming after the children on the third phase. But by the fourth phase, by the fourth phase, they will have all the vaccines they need, enough for every human, and it will be free across the entire world. And uh, by then, it will most likely, they didn't say it will be mandatory, but they were talking about they would have to go the mandatory road when they have, when they are sure that they have it all there. So what we assessed it as is they would start out slow and they would start out, you know, nice with everybody and how, you know, they'll probably paint scenarios, how people will need this. Just like, and I want to say this too. You cannot make this up, this whole scenario of events. I wish I had time to just do a video on this because you have the president I mean, all the shenanigans that he's done this year, but and you had him at the Republican National Convention the end of August in this full display of over-the-top patriotism, pushing the vaccine agenda, putting down Kamala Harris for saying she was wanting to kill people because she doesn't want to do the vaccine. This is the same man who says he is partnering with the church, knowing that the church is the main ones not wanting the vaccine. So you tell me what's wrong with this picture and how the church can't see through this facade. I don't get it at all, you know? And so there he is, the end of August, pushing it to the hilt at his Republican, his Republican National Convention. Then he has the G7 secretly. Then he has the peace deal right after that. Shocker root. He finishes the peace deal, calls it the Abrahamic Accord. He pulls all three religions together based upon that, finalizes it. Has, um, let's see, something else. Oh, the coin. You cannot make it up that the coin that they did as, as a commemorative coin of the um, Abrahamic Accord had the vaccine on it. What does the Abrahamic Accord have to do with the vaccine except for the fact that they bragged about how now, because they're in peace and in one accord, they are going to be able to pull together for a vaccine. Okay. We know that the New Episode Reformation, the NAR, has pulled the church into these Abrahamic roots, back to mysticism, back to Kabbalah. You, you've pulled them back to cause them to listen to rabbis who are not even saved. And you're having them preach to these people and you're having them teach them Hebrew and all this other stuff which totally just puts Jesus right back on the cross. So you have the New Apostolic Reformation who's pulling everybody back to their Hebrew roots, partnering with this Abrahamic agenda, partnering with the LGBT, partnering with these other religions, which are idols, partnering with the Pope, doing away with the uh, Protestant Reformation, doing away with Protestants, period. Wiping out, cutting the throat off of Christians. That's what they did, Brian. So you have them influencing millions of people to go back to their Abrahamic roots. Go back to their roots. Okay. Then you have him doing this with the Abrahamic Accord, having the church celebrate this peace deal, which we know is prophecy to the hilt, prophetic actions to the hilt, which probably took us straight into tribulation. 
then you cannot make it up. He goes to the UN. They go to the UN and what do they do? They talk about, we've got to come together. The world has got to come together now. So now they're going to come together in this big world unity. Then you have the apostasy on full display at the National Mall. I've been telling you, bride, since day one. These people have been planning on this since March. They've not changed their date, not one time. But every other company out there that's tried to plan a big event like that had to cancel. But you get to keep yours. Why are you bringing all these Christians up there in Washington? And look what's happened since then. Bam, bam, bam. Antifa, show out. Black Lives Matter, change the name of the street. Celebrate a whole row. Put the president down, lock him up downstairs. And you're going to put the Christians in the middle of a hotbed. I told you, bride. I said, he is going to put these people out there. These, these so-called leaders are going to bring the Christians together by the thousands in the midst of all this hell with COVID, they're saying, on the rise, on the increase. They do it. And guess what happens? The evangelicals met with the president again. What happened right after they met the president? On October 1st, 33 days before the election. The Masonic number of 33. He announces he got COVID. Wow. Hmm. Some of those ministers that met with him in his office now all of a sudden have COVID. You can't make none of this up. And then the fact that he tells everybody, oh, wait a minute. I took a miracle drug, which happens to be made from Israel. What? And then you are injecting yourself with fetal tissue from aborted babies. But yet all the Christians, I had a Christian the other day say when I was exposing what he was doing with the LGBT and the shenanigans they did and how uh, YouTube booted me for it. You know what somebody said? I would rather him partner with that than to partner with abortion. I was like, oh, so you'll, you'll just kick God onto the curb then and say, you know what? I don't really care about the LGBT and what they're doing because you know, um, I really just want him to be pro-life. I can deal with everything else. I can partner with all the idols. I can partner with perversion. I can do anything as long as he says he's pro-life. Well, he can say he's pro-life and then sit there and inject himself with aborted tissue. What do you say now? What about it? What about those kids that are inside of him now? Do you not care about those abortions? I mean, people, somebody's got to wake up out there. This is just ridiculous. And do they even care now? No, they don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he does. Okay, let's go back to the timeline. Okay, so the president turns around and he says, oh, wait a minute. Now I've got COVID. Okay, which don't even look like him. Everybody raise your hand if you agree. That does not look like the president. It looks like a clone. Everybody can agree to this. Now he's saying that he has it. He took this miracle drug. And now all of a sudden, he wants to come back out and he wants to have a rally within four or five days. You want to have a rally and bring all of the Christians and the conservatives back together? right after you just announced that you have COVID and, and you come out and tell everybody, oh, don't worry about it. It's COVID's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. What a double speak. But yet you want everybody else to go through contact tracing and their lives be destroyed. You want to partner with technology. It's just, you can't make none of this up, Brian. And so I just wanted to talk to you about this, Brian, because the Noahide laws are coming. And if you don't know what the Noahide laws are, you better learn real fast because that is how they're going to kill us. 
they're going to say that, you know, if you're not uh, going back to the roots of Judaism, that you will be committing the unpardonable sin, especially if you say that you're a Christian. If you say that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that you do not go through Mary, you do not go through a priest, you go through Jesus is the mediator only. He's the only way to heaven. And this, my friends, is white superiority in their eyes. This is white supremacy. Because you're saying you're the light and Jesus is the only light. And he's the only way to heaven. Thus, you are crossing the line. You're offending every Jew out there. That's the Noahide laws. And that's the number one rule. You should have no other gods before their God. So Jesus is offensive. So this is all an attack to get her, the Christians. So I just wanted to tell you what my grandson told me that they're teaching him in the sixth grade. That they are teaching him that Abraham is partnering with Islam and that Islam is a part of being a Jew. So now the Jews are superior to Islam and they're superior to Christianity due to the Abrahamic deal. In other words, all the other religions after the Abrahamic root of Judaism is going to be null and void. Basically is what they're saying. So... I had to come on here tonight. We are pouring down rain here in Tennessee, you know, and I just left my uh, granddaughter's birthday party, but I had to come in the office just for a minute just to go live and tell you, Bride, about this because this is ridiculous. Talk to your children and grandchildren, anybody that you know that's in school and find out what they're teaching your children because President Trump just met with these people and they're changing our educational system. So now they're bringing in the Noahide laws and they're going to be teaching our children a wrong religion. It is, it's so much so that my 12-year-old grandson knows the difference of the right Abraham and the wrong Abraham. So he knows his Nana will do something about it. So he, he told his Nana. So... Please, bride, please, please, please. Now, I want to tell you this. Tomorrow at our church, we are the bride church, and I'm preaching. And I'm preaching tomorrow, and the, Lord, the Lord's been dealing with me about a sermon. So that will be at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, central time, 10 o'clock central time. And I'm very excited about getting back on track, Brad, because uh, I believe that you need me now more than ever. And I believe that no longer do I have to feel like I have to prove to you everything I'm saying so that you would believe me. This is why a lot of my broadcasts have been very long, because in my mind, I was feeling like I was having to read you the entire documents so you would know I was telling the truth. That when I tell you things, that I can back it up. That when I tell you President Trump said something, I can back it up. So I was backing it up. But now I'm past that. So now I believe that from this point forward, when I tell you, Bride, the president just did this and he just did that and you will believe me because I believe that I've built up enough uh, respect to you. I pray that you will know so that you can go research it yourself and I don't have to be spending hours trying to read you all these documents that I read. You see what I mean? So um, I will be able to be more efficient, you know, and be able to tell you things. Okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, and just go forward, you know, because... Uh, there's so much happening right now, and you need the information. But one other encouraging word I want to give you, Brian, before I get off here. Do not feed on the tree of knowledge of good and evil, okay? The tree of knowledge of good and evil is where you are so thirsty for knowledge 
that you will listen to anything. And it, it bogs you down with too much knowledge. You know, Brad, there's a lot of things that are very true that happen in the world, but you don't need to hear it. You don't need to know the horrors of everything that's going to happen. Do you hear what I mean, Brian? Because a lot of you are getting depressed, and a lot of you are considering suicide. A lot of you are considering very dark thoughts, and it's because you're so, you're so thirsty to know what is coming, and you're so hungry for knowledge. Make sure you're feeding on the right tree, because the tree of life gives you life and when god tells you the truth it's not so heavy that you can't bear it do you hear what i'm saying of course we know that the enemy is going to do all these things we know that the end of times is already uh prepared for us that it's already been written that we're going to be handed over to satan but do we need to know the thousand ways he wants to kill us do we need to know uh, every little detail. I'm just encouraging you, Brad, because some of you, whenever I see you, I can see the anxiety on your face, and it's like it's overwhelming. It's like uh, so. It's like you want to hear what they're saying because they're always exposing it. You want to hear it, but the look on you may not see it, but the look on your face is like a frightening. Uh, like all the time, like all the time, you know, God doesn't want you living like that, Brad. God wants you living free. That This is why we don't tell our children every little horror thing. There's There's horrible things happening out there, Brad, but you don't tell your children, do you? Do you tell your children how they how they, some people get tortured underneath beds, or you see what I mean? Like, there's, it is true, the knowledge is out there that all of this happens, but it doesn't mean that we need to know about it. You know, like, okay, you want to kill me every which way but loose. You want to do this and do this and do this, you know. I don't have to know all that because, you know, the Lord is going to use me up until that point. So why am I going to let that one moment of torture uh, stop me from fulfilling God's destiny because I'm so scared about that one moment? What if you got five years before that moment comes? So what? The Lord is going to be with you in that five minutes of torture. The Lord's going to be with you just like he was Stephen. If Stephen would have worried, oh man, I'm going to die from being stoned to death. I'm going to die from being stoned to death. I'm going to die from being stoned to death. Oh, I can't do anything. Oh, I'm worried all the time. What am I going to do? How, where do I go? I got to get away from this. I don't want to be around them people. And he, he's wasted the last 10 years of his life because he already knows how he's going to be killed. Bride, you've got to give your death, you've got to give your future over to God because there's a span of time that he wants to use you greatly. He wants to use you so wonderful. There's souls out there that need you to have joy. They need you. They need to see that somebody is plugged into heaven. Somebody is walking around with the power of God and the touch of heaven and and the, the prayers that have access to God, and, and they, they're there to be able to bring release to people, to bring peace to people, and to bring salvation, and to bring answers to people, and to bring healing to people, and not be like, did you know they're going to kill you like this? They're going to kill you like this. They're going to strangle you. They're going to choke you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. People, this stuff is going to happen, but the time from here to there God wants to use you. Do you hear me? I'm not saying everybody's going to be tortured. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But don't be caught up in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There is so many things that we could learn about that is so evil out there, that is so distraught and so terrible. 
you know, I mean, like when you read Agenda 2030 is horrible. When you go to the World Economic Forum and you see all the terrible ways that they want to hurt us and the way that they are hurting us now. Bride. I mean, look at the way they lived in the days of old. I'm encouraging you, bride, and I speak joy into your spirits right now. I speak freedom to you right now in the name of Jesus. Come off all that oppression and depression. Come off you. Be delivered, be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. God wants to use you gloriously. He wants to use you as a sign and a miracle and a wonder in these last days. And if you're so weighed down with all the different ways that they're going to kill you, you're not going to be able to set somebody else free that has no clue what's coming. You have a clue, but some of your clues are weighing you down so much that you have a frightening look on your face all the time because you're, you're weighed down with what you know, that tree of knowledge of good and evil. So let's pray right now. Lord, I pray for all of my friends out there, Lord, no matter when they watch this. Lord, that you would heal us and our minds from the heal everything that we know about what's coming. Heal every fear, heal every knowledge that we have allowed to come in us that has caused us to have expressions of fear and expressions of of fright to other people and expressions of uh, horror and disbelief and sadness. Lord, heal our minds. Forgive us, Lord. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with your peace. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your glory, Lord. Fill us with your peace in the midst of the storm, Lord. Help us to be the givers of peace. Help us to be the givers of love and the givers of joy and the givers of of peace to others and the givers of hope. Help us to be givers of hope to others. That there is hope of a heaven to gain, a world to lose, but a heaven to gain. Lord, help us to keep our earthly home on the back burner and to keep our heavenly home always in our forefront. So, Lord, we just give our future to you. We lay it down. Ever how we're going to leave this earth, we lay it down to you, Lord. And we decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus that you are with us at all times, that we are free. We're not going to accept uh, the spirit of fear. We're not going to walk in anxiety. We're not going to walk in depression and oppression. We refuse it. We are children of the living God, a very powerful, mighty God who causes us to triumph, who strengthens us to be overcome and strengthens us to stand up against the enemy. He's the one that leads us into battle. He has not left us and he's not forsaken us. And we have more that is for us than is against us. So, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise because you're with us tonight and you'll be with us tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, bride, I love you very much. And... If you have been caught up in the Hebrew Roots Movement and you're so caught up in legalism and all that stuff, bride, let it go. All that stuff, arguing over the Sabbath, arguing over Christmas, arguing over legalist stuff, let it go. Time is running out, people. There's people right now killing themselves. We've got a lot bigger things on the agenda than to be arguing over these this trivial stuff. We need to be asking God, how can you use me, Lord? How can I put on my armor? 
How can I put on my equipment that I need to go to battle? I'm ready to go to battle, Lord. I need you to equip me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I don't want to be bound up with fear, bound up with worry, or bound up with legalism, and bound up with all the stuff that tries to weigh you down. I want to be weighed down with the fire of the living God. I want to be weighed down with holiness, purity, and consecration. I want to be weighed down with the presence of God. And more than anything on the planet, we want God's eyes upon us, his eyes. We want God's eyes upon us. And he can't be upon us if we're loaded down with sin and perversion. We cannot allow the enemy to lie to us like that, bride. We got to keep our lamps clean. So I'm going to get off here and get ready for church tomorrow. I'm excited. Well, I love you, bride, and I pray y'all have a good evening. <laughs> good point, Stacy says, that's right. None of that will matter. All that matters right now is us being ready for what's coming. And the only way to be ready, bride, is keep your mind clean. Keep your mind clean. Keep your heart clean. Keep your body clean. And stay focused upon the mission that God has called you to do. God has something for you to do in this hour. He chose you to live for such a time as this, bride. He chose you to be here. You could have lived in the 1800s when it was a lot easier now, couldn't you, bride? But no, he, he chose you to live here. All right, bride, well, I pray y'all have a good evening, and I've enjoyed being with you, bride. God bless.